wonderful people, welcome once again to another episode of Chance from Thursdays, where we take your heart, your mind, and your life to the next level through the word of the Lord. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. First of all, Merry Christmas in advance. Christmas is tomorrow. I pray that the peace, the love, the joy, the hope that comes through the birth of Jesus floods your heart this season, floods your heart forever. I pray that you experience a new level of joy that you have never experienced, especially in this year of 2020. May the joy that passes on understanding, the peace that passes on understanding, that comes from God alone, may it flood your heart and your families in Jesus' name. Amen. So as you can tell from the title, this week's gift of Christ, we are going to be looking at joy and what that means for us as Christians, what that means for us as children of God. So when I think about joy, I think about a sort of state that is above every feeling of discomfort, knowing that there is a love for you from someone that is greater than you, more so in terms of understanding that I can have joy because of the person that is taking care of me and not necessarily because of what I'm facing or what I have not experienced. I say this because I kind of see it as a sort of expectancy. It is to me a state of recognizing and realizing that okay there is somebody that is in control and that person that is in control has more authority than anything that I may be facing and because of that I can rejoice because of that I can stand in his knowledge stand in that state without necessarily fretting so much so we can kind of see this in the book of Luke chapter 2 with the shepherds and the angels in Luke chapter 2 verse 10 where it says then Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The shepherds here, of course, they might have been a little bit afraid when this angel came to them, telling them about the Messiah that is born, this child that is born this day, that is the prophecy that was prophesied in the Old Testament. Because a couple hundred years ago, before their time, time you know some of the prophets in the old testament had talked about there would be this messiah there would be this son in the lineage of king david that will come and rescue the people that will rescue the israelites that will bring them back into god that would redeem them from all the troubles and all the things that they've had right and the people of course were expected that's why many times when jesus came even before jesus came in the book of john when some of the people were asking John the Baptist, well, are you the prophesied Messiah? And John was telling them, no, I'm not. I'm just a voice in the wilderness crying out, prepare a way for the one that is the Messiah. And even when Jesus came, a lot of people would be asking him, are you the Messiah? Are you the Messiah? So this shows that people had a sort of expectancy. They had some expectation for God to fulfill the prophecy that he had promised to them and their fathers long time ago, right? So when this shepherds see or get this message from the angels telling them that I bring you great tidings, good news, for great joy is being brought to the earth because of this child that has been born. We see the joy here that is revealed from the sort of expectation 
expectancy that they had. Of course, they were under the rulership of some horrible tyrant kings and stuff that were around, but they still had in the back of their mind that God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that God is going to redeem them as he is promised. And I see that expectancy coming from joy as well for ourselves. Sometimes it's expecting the salvation of God to save you from your situations, no matter what it's looking like. Having joy is being expectant in the manifestation of the word of God in many ways, despite what you may be seeing, despite what you may be looking at. Because I can only imagine how the Israelites were feeling back then, just year after year, the word wasn't manifested year after year they were waiting waiting and waiting for the savior for the messiah to come and of course when they thought the messiah would come they would not imagine the messiah would come as a child and of course when jesus was born he had to wait 30 years before he could then start his ministry and then you know die three years later and then go to heaven and then the holy spirit's reign came be manifested so there was still some time for that manifestation but I think just the initial birth alone is something to bring hope is something to bring joy to people's hearts because it's like okay God has done it this far God has brought that child that will be the Messiah or that is the Messiah and now it's just a matter of that Messiah to manifest in the different ways that we can tangibly see it and I think that's the same for us too as well when we think about the joy that comes from God the joy that we get to experience when we stand in God because of Jesus' birth when we hold on to the word of God that has been prophesied when we hold on to the word that God has given us, regardless of every feeling of discomfort, regardless of what it may be looking like or not be looking like, we are able to rest upon God's word, rest upon the fact that God is in control and that even if it is looking some kind of sideways things, you can know that, okay, God, I'm choosing to trust in you here. I'm choosing to rely on you. I'm choosing to know that you are my savior and you're not going to change up on me. You're not going to all of a sudden not be able to save me. Sometimes the enemy may bring up situations to kind of make us go back against what we believe, against what God has said to us in his word, against what he has given to us through prophecies and through his tangible word, right, in the Bible. Especially when we face situations that may be a bit questioning, sometimes the enemy may make us think that we can actually get some sort of joy when we go off in our own ways, when we decide to do things by our own selves. But there is no real joy in our selfish race. There is no real joy departing from the original obedience and the original path that God has declared and said that this is what you should walk in. Because if we think about it, if God, the Alpha, the Omega, the one who knows the end from the beginning, if he's told us a certain thing and he knows that, okay, this thing is going to lead you down this path, but we, with our short understanding, with our short perception of the future we may think that no plan b is what is going to lead us down a better path a path that has better joy rather than god's plan a then that's just a deception because yes we can go down plan b which is contrary to what god is saying but that plan b is not going to get us that real joy it's probably going to get
get you temporary satisfaction that you can manage for that short moment of time. And sometimes that short moment of time can be, let's say, five years. But God's plan A, God's ultimate joy is to last you so much more than that initial five years that comes from that selfish, disobedient ways. And so that's where sometimes we just have to understand that God's word comes to us with a background and with a direction that he loves us and that he is not trying to hurt us. That as Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says that his plans for us are plans of good, not of evil, to give us a future, to give us a hope, to bring us to an expected end. That is what God's plan for us is and that is what we ought to believe each and every moment of our lives because if we don't, we're not going to be expectant of his salvation. We're not going to be expectant of him being there. We're not going to be expectant of anything if we don't genuinely believe that he's a good God. And even in Psalm 19 verse 7 says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is pure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart, and the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. So when we think about it, sometimes the enemy makes us think that the statutes, the commandments, when God tells us to do something, that those are so wrong, like it's not going to give us wisdom, it's not going to give us choices, it's not going to give us anything like that. But we have to not listen to that lies. We have to not listen to the enemy but actually continuously listen to God and so that leads me into how we can temporarily leave a joyful state and end up being worried end up being sad end up being not joyful when as children of God as people with whom Christ lives within us with whom the Holy Spirit lives within us we are to benefit from that joy continuously because when Jesus's birth was announced like it was to be a joy to the whole world to those that believe in God so the first thing would be when we forget the good nature of God and that's where that Psalm 19 comes in when we forget ordinarily who God is, when we forget his being, his ultimate being. The Bible says that God is love. And so what love is, love is pure. Love is wholesome. Love is everything 1 Corinthians 13 says. You know, God is all of that and we have to understand that that is who he is, not what he has, but who he is. That's his whole entire being. And if that's his being, we have to try not to forget that good nature of God. The second thing is when we forget the promises of God, and so that's where we see the prophecies. I'm sure some Israelites back then, before the angel announced that Jesus' birth was happening, I bet some Israelites back then forgot the promises of God to redeem them from slavery, to redeem them from the tyrant rulership that they had from the Roman emperor and stuff like that, right? So when we ultimately forget the promises of God, then it's so easy to walk out of that state of being joyful because then you don't see anything to be hopeful for. You don't see any light outside. You don't see light at the end of the tunnel. But when you have a remembrance of God's promises, it allows you to be able to see 
a hope to be able to see something to be joyful for because you know that where you are currently at is not your final destination because of you know the first point being God's nature and who he is and how faithful he is to bring everything that he said he would do into completion. The third thing is by listening to external voices. If the shepherds had not listened to the angel but yet perhaps a listen to Herod or listen to somebody else that tried to contradict what the angels had said of course they're not going to go searching for Jesus' birth they're not going to go searching for the manger they're probably going to say oh no that's not true you know well let's listen to this other external voice and actually just sit here and if they had done that then they would not have been accounted for in this Christmas story they would not have been part of this miracle they would not have been part of what we are talking about right now when we talk about the birth of Jesus because we talk about the angel we talk about the wise men we talk about the shepherd we talk about Mary and Joseph we talk about Jesus and we talk about the star if the shepherds had listened to another voice they would not have been part of this and so that's one thing that we have have to try and be careful of what are we listening to who are we listening to are we listening to God or are we listening to the enemy or any other external voices you know whatever we're listening to is going to help drive us which will help us either remember the promises or not remember the promises and as a result will either cause us to either stay in a state of joy or come out of that state come out of that place where God has called us to be or God has made available for us to be at. And so as we continue to recognize, okay, what are we listening to? What are we putting into our minds? Hebrews 12, 2 says that this is what we're supposed to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. If Jesus is the Prince of Peace, if Jesus is the source of everything, like he is the center, he's supposed to be the center. And if he's the center, then we are to look to him, not to look to anything else, not to look to anyone else, but to just look to Jesus and trust that okay Jesus I'm looking to you I am trying to listen to you and the Bible says that in the book of John that the Holy Spirit will bring to our remembrance everything that Jesus said whether in the word whether it's even things that Jesus has said that wasn't recorded but that we need to know Um, Because I don't think everything that Jesus would want us to know was essentially recorded in the Bible. But because we have the Holy Spirit, then we have Jesus. So we don't really need everything to be recorded because we have the person that said it originally. So we can just listen to his voice and listen to him through the Holy Spirit. And so by us ensuring that we are looking into the right place, we are making sure that the voice that is speaking to us is the correct voice is the right source that would help us to be able to truly walk in joy that would help us to be able to hold on to the promises and then believe God and believe his nature believe that he doesn't change believe that this is who he is and ultimately help us stay in that state of joy and trust in the salvation of God And salvation doesn't only mean that you haven't given your life to Christ. Salvation means that God is saving you from whatever you need saving from. So you can need saving from that bank loan that is so high that seems so insurmountable. You can need salvation and saving from that your boss that is so wicked 
that doesn't allow you to have peace at work, that is always, you know, either treating you unjustly, you can need saving from a bad relationship, you can need saving from, you know, bad mental state and your mind is just telling you all these lies. You can need saving from the enemy. You can need saving from health issues and, you know, not a proper functioning body that God has created. So salvation doesn't only mean saving from darkness to light, but saving from anything that isn't perfect, anything that does not allow you to walk in the glory of God, does not allow you to walk in the fullness of God and in what God has called you to walk in. So as we come to the end of this episode, I want us to take this holiday season, this Christmas season, this end of the year of 2020, to try and continue to stay focused on Jesus, stay focused, look into him, understanding that yes, we are celebrating Christmas in different ways this year year but we have Jesus and that's all we need we don't need anything else we don't need the lights we don't need the gift we don't need the turkey though they're all nice granted but we don't need them all we need is Jesus and once we have him we have the joy we have the peace we have the hope we even have the love that comes from God so I pray that we continue to remain in that joyful state that joyful place because I don't think joy is a feeling It's not a feeling, it's more of a state, it's a being, it's where you are at. And I pray that that state, that we never leave that presence, that we never leave that place, but we continue to abide in it and continue to look to Jesus ultimately and always. So once again, Merry Christmas in advance and thank you all so much for listening. Bye and God bless you. 